It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Hello, hello from a brand new pillow fort. I still call it a pillow fort, but not that many pillows are involved these days. It's still a charming corner. I think my girlfriend is even a, a bit jealous of my cozy corner here. So, hi, hi from Bruges. Eh, a whole new start. And uh, yeah, a new episode of the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This indie, small, super niche show is listener-supported. Who else would fund it? <laughs> so, I want to ask you for your support. You can support me every month on Patreon, and I know many of you don't like that kind of subscription, but I, it's really easy to cancel if that makes you um, um, hesitate. And if you do not want to support me every month, you can give a one-time um, gift on the website. The downside of that is that you do not get perks in return. So I can't do that because of tax reasons. So that's a gift on the website. And then there is the monthly subscription on Patreon, and then you get extras in return, like extra scenes, early access, and all sorts of stuff. So take a look at the support page, lesbianromantic.com support. And yeah, if you feel moved by my work to support it and help this podcast keep going, thank you. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 18. Oh, by the way, <laughs> it's just the intro recorded um, in the new Pillow Fort. The episode is uh, still recorded in the old Pillow Fort back in Ghent. September 22nd, 2063, San Francisco. Fire Blue Territory, North American Province, 4.10 a.m. local time. Elle clenched her teeth and thought, I'm just a liar. She stole a glance at Louise sleeping beside her in the dimly lit room. Despite the lack of light, Elle could see the graceful lines of Louise's nose and chin. I made everything so much worse, Elle's inner voice continued to scold her. There is no way she will ever trust me again after this. 
Elle struggled to hold back tears, not for the first time that night. A weight seemed to be pressing on her chest, expanding with each passing moment, threatening to burst out of her. I should wake her up and tell her the truth, Elle thought. If I tell her now, there is a chance she will forgive me. But then what? If Elle admitted to Louise that she had gone to the border to see Michelle, Louise would know that her ex was here, and she might want to see her too. Elle did not want that. She feared that if Louise saw Michelle, it might reignite old feelings. What if Louise would start to miss her old flame? Or what if she realized that she missed her old life? Louise might come to the conclusion she wasn't happy here. She might recognize that she wasn't happy being with Elle. And Elle would understand because she had failed Louise. She had lost sight of what was truly important. She had put her work first for quite some time now. Thinking about her own behavior made Elle want to pull her hair, especially now that she might not get the chance to make things right. That's why I had to lie, Elle told herself in an attempt to rationalize things. I have to keep this from Louise until I have proven to her that I can do better. Elle shut her eyes and repeated to herself that she was doing the right thing. It was all very messy, though. Apart from lying to Louise, she also had Becker and the scientist to take care of. For now, she had put them in a safe house at the edge of the fire blue territory. The place was safe and at a safe distance from the city. Louise's team kept guard until the presidential troops arrived. No one had knocked on Elle's door yet tonight, so she presumed the situation was under control for now. But that wouldn't last long. She had to get Becker and the scientist back to their vehicle as soon as possible. If she didn't, the global army would come looking for them. They might already be on their way. Hopefully, they would assume that Becker and the scientist had left the pod to find better shelter. What a clusterfuck, Elle thought. And it's all mine. Elle had created this mess and it was her responsibility to get everyone out of it. But Becker was not going to make it easy for her. Elle knew that Becker would be livid about being drugged and taken. Elle planned to leave for the safe house early the next morning to take charge of the situation. The journey would take several hours and she anticipated that it would take some time to calm Becker down and get her to agree to a plan. Still, she hoped she would make it back in time to hide her whereabouts from Louise. Hopefully, by this time tomorrow, Becker was on her way out of here, and Elle could focus on what was most important. September 22nd, 2063. Safe House, Fire Blue Territory, North American Province. 6.10 a.m., Local time. Michelle let out a gasp and widened her eyes. She scanned her surroundings, taking in the now familiar wooden walls of the room. A small table with two chairs stood at the other side of the room. 
Fuck, she said and jumped up from the bed. Despite her best efforts to stay awake, Michelle had fallen asleep. She had no sense of how much time had passed, but she guessed it had been at least a few hours based on the return of the birdsong and the sunlight streaming into the room. Michelle's gaze drifted over to the corner of the room where Turner was sleeping soundly on an old couch. Despite the dire situation they were in, the scientist's expression was peaceful and it angered Michelle. Wake up, she said. Despite the peaceful surroundings, her voice carried a tone of hostility that even she couldn't ignore. Nevertheless, Turner remained calm and unperturbed. Turner, we fell asleep, Michelle hissed. At last, Turner's heavy-lidded brown eyes slowly lifted to meet Michelle's. Turner, for fuck's sake, get up, Michelle snapped. The panic in her chest intensified. What? Turner asked, yawning. What's wrong? Michelle pointed at the window. We slept through the night. The scientist pushed herself up on her elbow. Mm, Not surprising, she groaned. We were awake all night last night. She scratched the side of her head. Well, and the drugs. Michelle glared at Turner. Do you think they'd let us out for a walk? Turner asked, stretching her arms above her head. Michelle's mouth fell open in astonishment as she watched Turner rise from the couch, stretch her back, and stroll to the window. The scientist appeared as though she were on vacation rather than held captive by the enemy. I'd love to get out there, Turner said breathlessly. This ecosystem is amazing. Have you seen how green the bushes are? I wonder if it's natural or if they developed some kind of irrigation system. You make it sound like we're on a school trip, Michelle said, still dumbfounded. Turner looked over her shoulder. I know that, she smiled. But this is like... She tilted her head. Don't you understand? Michelle frowned in confusion, torn between the urge to scream and her curiosity about how Turner could remain so unruffled in this situation. The scientist didn't wait for a reply. All my life, I've studied the desert. I lived around the desert. I camped in the desert. And now, I'm in a completely different place. For the first time. Right, Michelle said slowly. I can't help it. I'm excited. Turner continued. She chewed on her lower lip. Or maybe it's still the drugs? Michelle shook her head. Turner's excitement was strangely contagious. No, I think I get it. You do? Turner asked, looking as surprised as she sounded. Ah, yeah, I think I do. Michelle sighed, rubbing her temples. Are you okay? Turner asked. Do you have a headache? Fine, Michelle said, although she didn't feel fine at all. Michelle knew she should be coming up with a plan to escape. She should be plotting revenge. She should be making mental notes about everything she saw around here. But she wasn't doing any of those things. 
Have some water, Turner said, already pouring a glass at the small table. Okay, Michelle agreed, lowering herself onto a chair. Turner handed her the water. Michelle accepted it with a grateful nod. As she drank, she struggled to focus her thoughts and felt a sense of profound unease creeping in. Michelle's mind had always been sharp and filled with certitudes. Now, it felt muddled and uncertain. As she looked up into Turner's worried eyes, she realized Lucas wasn't the one to blame for this. September 22nd, 2063. San Francisco, Fire Blue Territory, North American Province, 9.10 a.m. local time. Louise hesitated for a moment before pushing open the door. Although she felt better than she did yesterday, she still struggled to face her team. The memory of yesterday's humiliation was still fresh in her mind, even though she now better understood Elle's decisions. Louise wished she had talked more to Elle. After their passionate lovemaking, Louise had fallen into a deep sleep. Elle had woken her up at dawn. She had had to leave for a meeting about the Global Coalition scientists. There hadn't been much time to talk. To be honest, Louise hadn't been eager to ask more questions either. She had mostly wanted to feel close to Elle. She had needed that reassurance before she left again. Suddenly, the door swung open from the inside. Louise stepped back, her face flushing with embarrassment. Good morning, Anjali said, looking a little perplexed. Morning, Louise replied, forcing herself to smile. She stepped to the side and gestured for Anjali to keep walking. I was just on my way to the bathroom, Anjali explained. All right, I'll see you inside then. Louise said awkwardly and hurried past her. I'll go in a minute, Anjali said, following her boss back inside. Louise rushed to her desk. The team got debriefed and sent home by a presidential security detail, Anjali shared somewhat excitedly. This was no surprise to Louise. Elle had told her that this would happen. Louise placed her bag on the floor. Okay, that's good. Are they back in the city? Yes, they went home to rest, Anjali explained. She hesitated visibly before adding, I thought that was a little weird since they haven't debriefed us. Louise averted her eyes from her youngest team member as she took a seat and spoke with as much confidence as she could muster. It's okay, there's no rush. I guess we'll see them later today, Anjali replied, sounding relieved. Yes, Louise said, logging on to her terminal. We'll need to come up with a new plan to fix that server park at the border. It's been acting up all night, Anjali said. I checked the logs as soon as I came in. I think we need to get back out there. I don't know if we can, Louise admitted reluctantly. Right, Anjali replied, tucking her hands in her pockets. I guess we need to hear what the team has to say first. Hmm, Louise mumbled eager to end the conversation. After a minute of silence, Anjali asked, Is, um, is everything okay, boss? 
Louise kept her eyes fixed on the screen. Everything's fine. Let's just do what we can until the team comes in. What will they do to those scientists? Anjali said. That's not our concern, Louise replied, quickly losing her patience. This time, two minutes passed. Did you talk to her? Anjali then asked, her voice quiet. Just go to the bathroom, Anjali, Louise said, snapping. She watched as the young woman hurried out of the room. As the door shut, Louise realized she didn't feel any better now that she was alone. In fact, she felt much worse. September 22nd, 2063. Safe House, Fire Blue Territory, North American Province, 9.15 a.m. Local Time. How are things here? Elle asked the commander as soon as she got out of the car. He nodded. Ma'am President, we arrived a few hours ago and took over command. Elle met his blue eyes as she walked toward the cabin. Anything more specific about our guests? Of course, he corrected himself nervously. The other team debriefed us. They woke around 8.30 p.m. last night. One of them apparently knocked on the door for a while, demanding to be released. Elle smiled. She didn't have to ask who that was. We told them they were still too drugged to move around and that you would come and talk to them in the morning. The commander continued. Good, El said. Anything this morning? We brought them food and water very early. They were both still asleep, he said. El stopped at the small stairs that led to the cabin. Really? They didn't wake up? He shook his head, cheeks coloring. Did you want me to wake them up early? No, of course not, El frowned. I'm just surprised. She took the first step. They did wake up later and asked if they could go for a walk. The soldier continued. What? Elle asked. A walk? She turned around on the stairs. Did you? His face grew crimson. Yes, briefly. We were told these were not prisoners. Elle nodded slowly. She wasn't sure if she was angry, amused, or curious. Letting Michelle and the scientist out of the cabin had been risky, even if they were heavily guarded. Then again, she had indeed instructed everyone to treat them as well-protected guests, not prisoners. She didn't want Becker to think they were taken to capture them. All right, Elle finally said. I'll go talk to them now. She pursed her lips. We might go for another walk, actually. Get ready to accompany us. This was part 18 of Connection Revealed. Ah, so this move, I can already, I feel it was the right thing to do. There is so much green around me here, so much light. And I feel like I lived in a cave for over a year. This old apartment, it it looked great, but we really underestimated the lack of daylight. And I feel so much more energy right now. It's, it's amazing, and I, I love the quiet. Ah, yes, I, I really am happy with this move. All right, I'm going to keep it at that, because uh, this is really a test of the new pillow fort. So if it doesn't si- sound quite perfect just yet, 
then uh, don't panic. <laughs> Let me know in a comment on Patreon or send me an email or whatever. And uh, yeah, I'll be uh, listening to it as well and kind of tweaking it and trying to get it to sound exactly like it used to or better. Uh, but it can be a bit of a rabbit hole for me. So I'm going to try not to be too perfectionistic. Uh, perfectionistic, is that a word? Yeah, I'm going to try not to freak out about it. That's a better description. I hope you are well. Take good care of yourself. Thank you for spending time with me. It is always an honor. And I will see you soon. <laughs>